We the ones they talking about. Broadway Sports Media. Justin and Justin Titans podcast show. Some of it was bad, but hopefully you'll you probably piece something together. Outstanding. There's an earthquake in the middle of the podcast. Unbelievable. We're begging for listeners. That's all we do. We all we got. Hey, Titans on three. One, two, three. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Music City Audible podcast presented by Broadway Sports Media in partnership with 440 Sports. I'm Justin Graver. With me, as always, Justin Mello. Thanks for tuning into this episode. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. I mentioned it last week. We're trying to hit a thousand subscribers. Might take us a little bit of time, but hopefully not too long because we got you guys out there to help us out. And again, the best way to help our channel grow is to drop a comment in the comments below. Today, we're covering the same topic as last week's podcast, except on the offensive side of the ball. That means X-Factors and breakout candidates. X-Factors meaning players who their performance is going to dictate a large part of how this season plays out. If they play really well, Titans offense could be one of the best in the league. If they don't step up, Titans could be looking at, you know, another terrible year on offense. So let us know in the comments below who you think the Titans offense X-Factors are. Justin, haven't introduced you yet. How's it going? Sorry it took so long. Gotta get that subscribe thing in. I missed it last week. Gotta gotta lay that out at the top. But anyway, how's it going, my friend? Well, I'll say this to that point. Um, nothing says we're trying to grow the channel like an exclusive video breakdown uh, with Sam Oquano, right? Titans defensive end, second-year defensive end out of Maryland. Came with a, joined us on YouTube a few days ago. Broke down his sack against the Washington Commanders. Broke down a great play he made against Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. Uh, you're not getting this anywhere else in this market. So that's one way we're helping to grow this YouTube channel. We're giving you exclusive content that you want. We're not asking you for favors. Right? We're not asking you to subscribe to the pod, <laughs> subscribe to the YouTube as a favor. You want to watch stuff like that, right? You want to watch Titans players breaking down film. That's what we just did. I noticed our YouTube, the Liam Cohen breakdowns got more than a thousand views yeah. on our YouTube channel. And that doesn't include the views that it got on broadwaysportsmedia.com, which was in the several, several thousand, right? So that's one way we're trying to grow this channel, get, bringing you exclusive content like that video with Sam O breaking down his first career sack against Carson Wentz. And you hate Carson Wentz, don't you? So <laughs> you should be watching that video. Like everyone, every Titans fan hates, remembers, I mean, or you love Carson Wentz, right? Because he played quarterback so poorly for the Colts. Either way, <laughs> you should be checking out that video. It's a lot of fun. Yes, I agree. All right, let's get into today's X factors on the offensive side of the ball. We did defense last week. So if you missed that, go back in your pod feed, go back in the YouTube feed and find that one. But today we're talking offense. And to me, there are a handful of guys that stand out as X factors on offense. And I kind of want to, you know, touch a little bit on the offensive line. We discussed it last week with NPF suspension being announced, but I don't want to start there. I want to start with the guy that is also going to highlight our breakout player section. So let's just knock them both out in one conversation. Wide receiver Traylon Burks. And I know you probably have the same conversation around a different guy, an X factor and a breakout candidate. We've talked about a lot on the pod too. So I'll let you talk about him in a second, but I want to start with Traylon Burks, who I believe is poised for a wide receiver one breakout season with this Titans team. We had Jim Wyatt on the podcast a few weeks ago talking about, you know, Titans OTAs takeaways, the the mandatory mini camp takeaways. And something he told us that he's seen at every Titans open OTA practice is whenever they get on the field for team periods, Ryan Tannehill is looking to one guy, and that is Traylon Burks. He said he started many team period practices with completions to Burks. He's winning at all levels of the field. Everyone that has spoken at, at Titans Media, you know, Kevin Byard, Ryan Tannehill, Mike Vrabel, they all have said that Traylon looks like a different player out there going into year two. We talked last week about, you know, the rookie, what it means to be a rookie and transitioning and going into your second year. 
I think we see a big jump from Traylon Burks this year. He's a lot, he's, you know, conditioned a lot better. He understands the rigors of the NFL season and how it affects him personally dealing with asthma and, and the heat in Nashville and things like that. I just think we're going to see a huge season from Burks this year playing in Tim Kelly's offense, who, you know, Kelly coached the Deshaun Watkins, DeAndre Hopkins connection, the Deshaun Watkins, Will Fuller connection, like there were big plays made in that offense. Deshaun Watson under Tim Kelly averaged the most yards per attempt of any quarterback in the league in uh, their last season together in Houston. I think we're going to see a breakout year from Traylon Burks. And I also think he is the X factor that holds this offense together because as much as we want to talk about the offensive line, we know what Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry are going to give you. If they have a true wide receiver one versus a guy that's inconsistent and makes some plays here and there and disappears for large stretches at a time, that is going to be the difference in this being a successful offense or one that is painful to watch. So Traylon Burks, I think, is the obvious guy to highlight this category. Well, I think that makes a lot of sense. Look, he's an obvious breakout candidate, but I'd rather have the X-factor discussion about him. I don't think it's as straightforward as the breakout conversation, and I like things that aren't straightforward. And I I think the reason that he is the X-factor for this offense, because if he is good, if he is as good as he can be and he lives up to this hype, uh, you know, he carries over that momentum that he built for himself apparently at OTAs, then maybe you're talking about a passing offense that's not as bad as everyone's expecting it to be. Right. Where if he's a bona fide, legitimate number one receiver and he flirts with a thousand receiving yards, you know, as AJ Brown did here throughout his time, even though it was a run heavy offense, then yes, I think you are talking about a much better passing offense than what the general public thinks it's going to be. I hate to be the Debbie Downer. It's a conversation for me every time we bring him his name up, Traylon Burks. It's health for me. That's what I need to see. I don't think people are factoring that in enough. Yes, okay, you know. Th- better conditioned uh you know the summers in nashville we, we know about the struggles he had to stay on the field last year all of that you hope is going to play a role in a in, in in delivering a healthier version of Traylon burks right but it wasn't just that right there was the turf toe injury uh that for i think forced him on ir and he missed four games with that i believe uh look then he had the concussion against philadelphia look that was a freak occurrence right you're never gonna label a guy injury prone because he slammed his head off the turf and got, and that was an amazing touchdown catch. Wasn't it? Yeah. Like he held on to that ball and a penalty. On um, defense. Throughout the, I don't know how, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how, yeah. I don't know how he held on to that ball, but you're never going to call a guy injury prone because he suffered a concussion again, slamming his head off the turf. But I looked to that turf toe injury that forced him to miss time. I looked for how, how bad the summer went for him as a rookie with not being able to finish, I think a single practice right at rookie mini camp last year. All those things to me, I've got to see a healthy Traylon Burks in year two. I'm buying into the potential. I'm buying into the breakout, the X factor, the whole thing. But uh, the health thing, I don't want to call it a dark cloud, but it hangs above it all for me. I need to see him stay healthy this year. Yeah, I fully agree with that. Okay, who's your your next X factor here? And maybe it's a guy that I just teased a second ago, or maybe it's you're going a different direction that I don't know. <laughs> no, I think we're both talking about uh, Chig Aquanko, right? right? The tight end who I have super high hopes for. I mentioned a few weeks ago on the pod, maybe some of you considered it to be a hot take. I didn't think it was. Like, I'm more excited about him than I am Traylon Burks, right? Because I've seen it more with him in year one. I saw, okay, he wasn't as involved as he should have been. The snap counts weren't always as high as they should have been. But when his number got called, he made plays time and time again. You look at the explosion. You look at the ability to create yards after catch. Remember that play against Green Bay where they just throw the ball to him right at the line of scrimmage, right at the snap? He breaks like, I don't know. I don't think I'm being, I don't think I'm exaggerating. I think he broke like 
32 tackles on that play and what was like a 50 55 yard gain like that was insane that's what he offers you the playmaking ability this offense is going to need someone to create for themselves post catch right if they're able if they're able to do those things that's what's going to help this offense be better than you expect it to be right we know what all the concerns are if Chigaquanko can come out and all of a sudden he's doing the things he did but he's playing 75 percent of snaps Right yeah. or sixty-five percent of snaps as opposed to thirty or thirty-five, whatever it was last year, fifty or under. That's a big difference for this offense, right? He can be a game-changing weapon for them. I'm so excited for him. Not only is he an X factor, but he is my number one breakout candidate for them this year. I had a feeling that would be the case. I, you said Green Bay there. I think you meant the Kansas City game where he had he caught that screen pass. He had forty-eight ah. yards out of Malik Willis's eighty passing yards in that game. Aquanco had 48 on that one play where he was targeted behind the line of scrimmage. So he had more yards after right, catch yeah. than he had receiving <laughs> yards. <laughs> um, but yeah, incredible stuff. And he was also a big red zone threat. He was a guy, you know, running those little shallow underneath stuff that could catch the ball a few yards shy of the end zone and make the effort to power through defenders or leap over them or, you know, flip his head around as he dives into the end zone. And just he was a great player for the Titans last year in the limited role that he had. Hopefully he can, you know, continue to be an explosive playmaker in a larger role without losing too much of the efficiency numbers that made him so good as a rookie. I'm going to throw another name out there. This one, again, feels a little obvious to me as far as X factors go. They drafted Peter Skaronsky with the 11th overall pick for a reason, because the offensive line was in dire shape heading into this offseason. They signed Andre Dillard. They signed Daniel Brunskill. Now Nicholas Petit-Friere is suspended. That's going to hurt them a lot. But on the left side of the line, if Peter Skaronsky can play like a top 11 pick, like one of the best you know guards in the game, people were projecting him before the draft as a guy that would be an average tackle or an elite you know, Pro Bowl Zach Martin level guard. If he actually is that, that is going to be so huge for this Titans offense in terms of running the ball with Derrick Henry and Ty J Spears, who we're going to get to in a second, and uh, just be giving Ryan Tannehill time to throw the ball, especially if you have to add extra help to the right side for whoever's playing right tackle for the first six weeks. And even, you know, week eight and beyond when NPF is back after the week seven bye, whoever's play- if he's still playing right tackle, he's still going to need a little bit of help on the right side too. So if Peter Skaronsky can really hold down the left guard spot and be a solid run blocker and an excellent pass blocker, it's going to mean a, a huge boon for this Titans offense. Whereas if he struggles, if he's giving up quick pressure, if he's not getting off the line and moving bodies in the run game, it's going to really hamstring this entire offense. So to me, he might be, I, I know we just talked about how much Burks and Aquanko are big X factors. Those guys are X factors and breakout candidates. To me, Skaronsky might be an even bigger X factor just because of the position he plays and where the Titans were at that position last season. I'm going to group the left side together, if you don't mind, because sure. I, I see that whole side as being being X factors for this offense, right? Skaronsky, you said you you said it. If he can play like a first round pick, if he can make that seamless transition to left guard, um, it's going to be so big for this team to have a consistent performer. If he's as good as I think he can be on that topic, it's it's a few weeks old, but if you haven't yet, make sure you head to BroadwaySports.com and read that interview that I did with uh, the O-line coach over at Northwestern because that was a really good read. I decided to title it Inside the Mind of Peter Skaronsky because he offered so much information, uh, Coach did, on the overall psych of Peter Skaronsky and how he approached every rep and the way he worked at practice and the way he would see him working in the meeting room. I thought there was some really exciting insight there. But part, you know, pairing him with this conversation with Andre Dillard, the left side has to be a lot better 
right this year than it was last year. You look at Dennis Daly, of course, no longer here. Aaron Brewer, some of the struggles he had in pass protection. Uh, remember the old saying, run left, when they had Taylor <laughs> Lewan and Roger Saffold. That wasn't the case last year, right, with Dennis Daly and Aaron Brewer at left guard, although I thought Brewer was good in run blocking. But the inconsistencies and the, the nightmare that was Daly, run left was no longer a thing. Can it be a thing again? under Andre Dillard and Peter Skaronsky. That's super important to the overall success of this offense, the success of the O-line, and in all honesty, um, sort of the projection for Derrick Henry as he, as he starts you know, acclimating to his new teammates. Yeah, no, I fully agree. I think Dillard grouping him in there is very on point. I'm glad you said that because he was going to be someone I brought up later. But the last guy I have as an X-Factor and also a bre- breakout candidate here, and if you want to touch on Kyle Phillips a little bit as a breakout candidate, we can do that in a second. But the last guy I have is Tajay Spears. And I think that the reason he's an X factor for me is, you know, if he doesn't play well, if he takes a while to adjust as a rookie, if he gives us a Darrington Evans style rookie year, I don't think it necessarily breaks the offense. So he's not an X factor in that regard, the same way that, you know, the left side of the line is. But if he's good, if he's a weapon in the passing game, if he's an excellent change of pace, third down back, if he can pick up pass protection at the NFL level, well... This is a guy that I think Titans fans, I mean, Titans fans are excited about him and he was making so many plays in OTAs according to all the reports, but I don't think we're excited enough as a fan base for what Tajay Spears could be because, you know, I don't want to compare him to anybody because I don't want to raise expectations too lofty, but in terms of style, you know, Alvin Kamara in his prime potential, Christian McCaffrey as a pass catcher potential. I I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be a top five running back as a rookie, but if he can contribute big plays, explosive plays, Titans offense has been missing explosive plays for the better part of two years since, you know, A.J. Brown and Arthur Smith both departed. Titans passing offense has not been very explosive, even in, you know, A.J. Brown's final year as a Titan. They were not very explosive. So getting a guy like Tajay Spears, who is his calling card is explosiveness, who can, you know, burst through a hole and gain 50 yards, who can take passes out of the backfield, who can beat linebackers in the passing game. I think if he plays well, he's definitely an X factor. And for those exact same reasons, he's a huge breakout candidate to me. I'm going to just add to that conversation by making a bold prediction that I'm excited to make. I just thought of it, and I feel comfortable making it. Tajay Spears will make the best offensive play for the Titans in 2023. When you are recapping the 2023 season, and you're putting together a highlight package, whatever, there's always that one play right that stands above them all. I think Tajay Spears is going to be the one to make that play. Dang, that is a bold prediction when you get, got guys like Derrick Henry out there when you're hoping for big things from Chigaquanco and Traylon Burks. That's a bold prediction. Do you have any more X-Factors or breakout candidates that you want to discuss? Well, you, you, you briefly brought up Kyle Phillips. That's such an obvious one, right? Like, he's got to stay healthy. He's got to command that role in the slot for them. We saw what he did against the Giants in week one. We've talked about it to death. He essentially didn't play the rest of the year after suffering an injury in that game. Uh, you know, if he can't hold it down, they got a veteran they like in Chris Moore that can come in and play the slot. They've got some other guys. Nick Westbrook, Akine's played the slot on an occasion. Um, if Kyle Phillips can't stay healthy, it's, it's going to be a, another lost year for him. But he's an, if he can stay healthy, he's an X-Factor and a breakout candidate. Yeah, I would put him more in the breakout candidate section than X-Factor personally, just because I think they did sign some insurance with Chris Moore and they have, you know, a, a room full of unproven receivers and even a Mason Kinsey who could fill a role as the same kind of role, even if he can't do it at, the, at a high level as Kyle Phillips. So I think, you know, his performance isn't necessarily going to dictate the Titans' success or failure. I think he's kind of more in the Tajay Spears X-Factor category where if he's bad, 
They just replace him. But if he's good, it could elevate the offense to new heights. And for that reason, I agree. He's definitely a breakout candidate. That's all I got for breakouts and X factors on offense. Is there anyone else that comes to mind for you? No, I'm with you. In all honesty, a much shorter conversation on the yeah. offensive side of the ball. But we look, we talked about the O-line. We talked about three or four different receivers. We talked about the rookie running back. Uh, but I, I think that covers it. And I, I hesitate to put Will Levis in this conversation because his performance does not make Me or break too. the Titans year. Same for Malik Willis. Ryan Tannehill's got to stay healthy for that reason. He might be considered an X factor. But again, we know what we're getting from Tannehill for the most part if he does stay healthy. We know what we're getting from Derrick Henry. I think that covers it. Let us know if you agree or disagree with us. I'm excited to see what people say in the comments here because I want to know if people agree or if there's other names that people are throwing out there. A Josh Wiley who I don't expect to make a huge rookie impact, but we'll see. So let us know in the comments who are the X factors on offense, who are the breakout candidates on offense. And again, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're just listening to this as a podcast, head over to YouTube and subscribe and drop a comment just, you know, for the sake of doing it, just to get in the conversation, just to help support the podcast that you're listening to. We really appreciate everyone out there. Follow Justin on Twitter at Justin M underscore NFL. Follow me at Titans Film Room. We will be back next week with another pod episode talking about how the offense will look different under Tim Kelly next season. So until then, y'all stay safe out there and tighten up. A Broadway Sports Media Production.